0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. This is episode 26, 2016 Predictions, recorded on March 31st, 2016. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast with your hosts, me, Matt Lyons and Jason Lucart. Jason, how are you? I'm good.
1: We' this is our last podcast before actual baseball games. Uh, I'm excited for I'm excited for my. I'm excited for Sunday, even though the Indians don't play. Uh, I'm happy to watch any two teams play an actual major league game, so we can just about count down the hours at this point.
0: it It's really close. I mean, hopefully the Indians will actually be able to play on their opening day. Right now, the weather doesn't look fantastic, but we'll be able to watch something at least in the next few days. And hopefully one of them will be the Indians on Monday.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had, I, I've, I've seen reports that there's like a, a a polar vortex moving south from Canada that's going to mess up a lot of opening days. At least in Chicago, we had a really easy winter. I hope we don't get paid back with an annoyingly cold
0: and lustery spring. Well, I think the Cleveland area had it pretty bad. I know where I grew up was a couple hours away. They had a really terrible winter, but... Oh, really? Over in New York yeah, was Chicago was nice. a piece of cake. Yeah, so it was us for us over here in New York just in the middle kind of got crushed there i think so have you had a chance to watch many spring training games uh no no
1: i have not (laughs) um i would (laughs) say i have i've checked in on a lot of games uh but i've watched very little partially because after the first few days there's not as much to watch uh i'll throw on the mlb network and watch a few innings here or there i've watched very little by streaming um and have not gotten my mlb tv yet going so i'm Part of me, like, after the first few days, likes to wait just because then when opening
0: day rolls around, it's even more exciting because I've watched so little baseball. Yeah, you know, I think I said on Twitter a while ago that usually by this point, although at that point that was like a weekend, is when i if I'm playing, like, MLB The Show or something, I usually just simulate pass spring training at that point. <laughs> it's just fun for the first week to see some weird players, but after that, we're ready for to get the opening day.
1: Yes, I think it was Jordan Bastian tweeted out a picture of a game from yesterday a couple days ago, and... There's a guy in first base, and the runner and the first baseman were both wearing number 99, which that's a pretty <laughs> spring training moment.
0: <laughs> Speaking of numbers, we even had this on the list, but Tyler Naquin's going to wear number 30, which, I mean, that's exciting. Woo-hoo.
1: Yeah, it's exciting that he's going <laughs> to be wearing any number. We've yeah, we've true. talked about him a lot lately from the speculation of could he possibly make the roster, and uh, the Indians haven't had a rookie. And we don't know for sure if he'll start yet on opening day. Some people think with David Price on the mound uh, that Naquin won't start. I kind of feel like you want to start your normal lineup on opening day, no matter who the pitcher is, just because I feel like, I don't know, it's like you should send the message, this is our team, this is our main lineup, and not worry about platoon splits on opening day. But if he does start an opening day, it's going to be the Indians' first opening day rookie in, like, 30, 31 years, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And I mean, if you want to talk about the mental part of it a little bit, telling a rookie he's going to be an opening day starter, I'm sure that must do a little bit of something at least, instead of saying we're going to platoon you off the first day instead. (laughs) (laughs) So getting right into it, some of the biggest news this week was the fact that Trevor Bauer is not going to be in the rotation this year. Uh, a couple days ago, Chris Antonetti and Terry Francona had a press conference, and they announced that it's going to be uh, Corey Kluber, Carlos Grasco, and Danny Salazar, obviously, and then Josh Tomlin and Cody Anderson. So that means uh, Trevor Bauer, where he spent, I think he had one or two um, appearances out of the bullpen last year. He'll be starting there this season, which gives Cody Anderson the chance, because he's been really good this spring, and it'll give him a chance to build off last year instead of just either, I don't think him coming out of the bullpen would make any sense, or starting in Triple A. So what do you think of that kind of shocking news, I would say?
1: We've spent this entire spring, uh, you know, sort of under the impression that there was one spot available. And Cody Anderson and and Josh Tomlin were basically competing with each other for it, uh, along with TJ House. And we've both said all along, Josh Tomlin's going to be on the roster because they're not going to let him go. Uh, and we were right about that. I just i did I, I did not foresee that Trevor Bauer's spot was at risk. Uh, none of the reports from the beat writers, you know, said anything like that. Uh, so I was caught completely off guard by, it, especially because you know Bauer has looked pretty good in the spring. And and again, I already cop to not having watched much. Uh, I think I've seen Trevor Bauer pitch two innings, but just looking at the stat lines, which I know are not the you know the be all end all, but he's only walked four guys in I think twenty innings which is a huge improvement, uh, a lot of strikeouts. It's just weird that it, it, it didn't feel like his spot was at risk and he's pitched well enough that it's hard to see him losing it. Um I don't know, I can't say that I like I, I mean I'm not against it necessarily. Anderson has looked really good too and, and so has Tomlin. Um but it's just a big surprise and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how Bauer reacts to it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you saw but it didn't Nobody came out and said that Bauer outright reacted poorly to it, but there was kind of a read-between-the-lines sort of answer every time Tito talked about it. They kind of said that we respect the fact that if he did receive it negatively, we assume that he'll come back and just be part of the team. But it doesn't sound like he took the news very well. I'm assuming it kind of came out of nowhere for him, too, if nobody else knew.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen some speculation that this was, like, an option, that he knew this was a possibility for a while, and maybe he did. Uh, and I don't blame him at all for not handling it well. I mean, not that he should be. He didn't throw a fit about it. We we don't have yeah, any reason to think he did thing. that. And if he's just unhappy about it, I don't blame him. Uh, you know, I'm sure Tom Leonard Anderson would have been unhappy to not be in the rotation, too. Uh, but, yeah, hes he just turned 25. I think a lot of fans sort of lose sense of the fact that he's still really young. Uh, and Chris Antonetti said you know, we're going to see him start at some point this year. And I'm sure that's true because no team gets through the season with only five starters. Um, it's just a weird, like, I don't know. The whole situation just feels strange to me. Like them saying, oh, he's definitely going to start later this season. Just not right now. Like, I don't know. The, the It all feels bizarre to me. And I'm excited that the Indians have so many starting pitchers pitching so well that Trevor Bauer can be squeezed out of the rotation. I mean, that's not a bad problem to have. It's just,
0: Bizarre to me. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, between him and Josh Tomlin, how they're going to use him as apparently as a starter and the bullpen in the first couple months. I don't know if they're still going to do that now that he officially has the job, but that was apparently the plan. So I don't know. Pitchers are going to be going in and out of starters. It looks like this year. I wonder it if some like a new
1: the reasoning was. Cody Anderson has done has has done too well to get sent back to the minors,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I don't know. Like he did, I mean, his ERA was really good last year. His strikeout rate last year was terrible. Uh,
0: but he's got that new fastball now, supposedly. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, it, exactly. Like I can, I have no problem talking myself into Cody Anderson as like a potentially quality part of the rotation. It's just weird that like there's somehow a sense that he's done so much that we couldn't possibly send him down. So that was part of it. And then there's only one spot left now. And Frank Francona said, you know, that Josh Tomlin seems better suited. The fifth starter might only pitch like three games in April, and Tomlin's better, going to be better at you know long layoffs in between or mixing the starts with bullpen. I don't know. It just felt like a weird. None of what they said seemed completely wrong, but none of it seemed like. Well, yeah, of course, either. Um, I, I think I'm just so – I was so caught off guard by it that I still don't have, like, a great handle on it. Uh, I don't think the team's giving up on him. I certainly hope the team's not giving up on him. Bauer has frustrated me a lot. But, um, I mean, I wrote about him today, and one of the things I wrote is, like, his overall line makes him look like a fifth starter. He's got a terrible walk rate, um, and a mediocre ERA. But when you break it down game by game – he almost never looks like a fifth starter. He has a lot of starts where he looks like a one or a two. this when he's uh, really bad? Maybe not yeah. a one, but a, but a solid two. And then he has starts where he looks like he shouldn't. He should be in double A or something like that. And it's just a it's a weird inconsistency. I can't think of a lot of other pitchers who they're good and bad are so far apart and they hit them both so frequently.
0: Yeah, and we'll go to this later. We have a Twitter question, but I think. Maybe the thinking could be, since trip to the bullpen is going to kind of give him the Carlos Carrasco effect, will it come out and have his walk white settled? I don't know. Maybe they'll just try something new because nothing has worked over the last few years. He's changed everything on his end, but the result is just still the same every time. So, I don't know. I,
1: you're right. The, his overall numbers the last two years look really, really, really similar. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I mean, apparently he's changed like his approach and everything, but what he says, it seems like he has, but just nothing has changed the outcome.
1: Yeah. He often seems really frustrated to me when you read or hear things he's saying, uh, sometimes to me, sort of an immature frustration, which again, he's 25, and I know every 25-year-old wants to feel like they're completely grown up. But as, as someone who's well past 25, you're not all the way grown up when you're 25. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he works really hard at it. He's a tinkerer. I think he does you know, a lot of – he tries a lot of different things. Uh, and I think sometimes he's frustrated that he knows the results aren't what they need to be uh, or what he wants them to be but he can't figure out why.
0: So with that, with Tomlin and Anderson getting the fourth and fifth spot, that means the 25-man roster is pretty much completely set. Over the week, the Indians added, or some kind of mix are added, or what is the word I'm looking for? They informed a bunch of players that they made the team, which means now that the 40-man roster is going to have to have some moves made, because Marlon Bird, your favorite Joe Chamberlain, and Ross Dirtweiler were all minor league invites that were brought on, and they are going to make the opening day roster, but that means that these three players in the 40-man roster are now going to to be bumped off. And probably on the bubble there is going to be some kind of combination of Jesus Aguilar, Eric Gonzalez, Joey Butler, Zach Walters, just a bunch of fringe players that haven't done a whole lot. They're probably going to get moved to let Marlon Byrd, Chamberlain, and Detweiler all stick around. Who do you think is going to be kind of on the short end of that stick there?
1: Uh, I mean, I think, you know, guys you mentioned like Butler. uh, I mean, some of the position players who just haven't had much – Guys like that, I like, there's just a number of guys that I can't fathom being real contributors on the roster, and I don't think will be a big loss to the 40-man roster. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that I could single out, like, all of, you know, these are the exact names I think they'll be. I, I don't think it's a big squeeze, though, for the team. I don't think we're yeah, going to have to lose anyone that we're going to be. You know, a year later, regretting having lost or anything like that. Yeah, I'm, um, sign I'm, he's I'm not at all surprised, but I'm still mildly annoyed that they're carrying a bazillion pitchers again. They've got a lot of days off in April. Trevor Bauer's not even in the rotation, uh, and they're still, you know, the the eight man bullpen and only three bench players. Uh, I've long since given up on the idea that is not going to prefer that, but I sure wish he didn't prefer that.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's going away while he's here at all. I, I wish it would. I would have liked to see somebody else stick around, or that somebody that's going to get cut stick around on the 25-man roster, but right. I don't know, especially early on, like you said. And two of the bad reasons that they're going to have room on the roster is that Lonnie Chisdenhall and Michael Brantley are both going to start the season on the disabled lists. And I think maybe it was... After our last podcast, I think we were all optimistic about Brantley coming back. Or was that the one before it? One or the other. But all of a sudden, he's not going to be there. It's guaranteed. He gotten more and
1: more optimistic about his return date.
0: Yeah. And then now it's not so optimistic. Well, I guess it's back to reality now, more so. And Chisholm Hall is going to be... Um, his trip to the DL is going to be retroactive, so he can join the team on April 12th before the Indians travel to Tampa Bay. But I didn't see anything exactly about how long... Brantley is going to be on it, or if his is retroactive or anything. So I don't know. But either way, if they're going to have some open roster spots, the outfield's I, going to look I, I feel like
1: he stopped playing in major league games before Chisenhall did. I think he would technically be eligible to return by, like, the second series of the season. I don't think he's going to be back that long. But I still don't – I mean, after at one point feeling like, oh, as long as he doesn't miss more than – 25, 30 games, I'd be okay with that. I'm, I'm now down to expecting him not to miss more than, like, 10 or so. Yeah, I uh, would Which I'd still be fine with. I don't think, you know, I mean, I think he's the best position player on the team. Uh, but I don't think missing him for the first, say, three series of the season is a huge problem. The outfield's going to look pretty awkward for the first week
0: with, with both of them out. But I bet Jose is going to get a few starts out there at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to look weird. Well, just imagine if Naquin
1: hadn't played so well in spring training. At least we've got him to be really excited about because he's been so good. I mean, if, if he had been crummy for the last month, the outfield for that first week, week and a half would look even weirder.
0: <laughs> I guess more Joey Butler would have been there. Ugh. Yeah,
1: so someone, who I'm, <laughs> someone who I'm saying could is not a big loss from the 40-man roster. <laughs> yeah, would have been a starter. <laughs> an opening day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of opening day, we're going to do our full predictions today. Last week, we just did some sort of weird questions, which, by the way, we're already wrong on a few of them. <laughs> I'm already wrong about Michael Brantley being back for opening day, and you're probably already wrong about Joba Chamberlain not pitching a single inning. But I think so far, other than that, I think we're good. Just those two little minor ones.
1: <laughs> There's, I, you know, he can still, everyone can still realize he's Joe Joba Chamberlain <laughs> before he actually gets into a game. I, I won't give up hope completely just yet.
0: You're going to be there that every game when he starts calling to the pen, you're going to be screaming out, running onto the field, trying to stop him from doing it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, to start, um, what order do you have the AL Central? Uh,
1: oh, man. <sighs> um, I'm going to pick the Royals to win it, which I know it's such an interest, like If you look at the projections, the projections all hate the Royals. Projections also hated the Royals last year and the year before that, and I mostly buy into the projections. So, like most of me wants to say, no, the Royals aren't this good. They're going to fall off. I don't think they're going to be terrible, but they're. Um, but the other part of me has the less logical part of me is winning out here, and I I feel like the Royals are doing something that the projections can't pick up on or. I'm just too terrified of not expecting them to win and then having to watch them win again. i I want to be mentally prepared for the Royals to win again this year, so I'm just gonna let myself expect them to win again. So I'm gonna go, <laughs> go the Royals in first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will I, I will go the Indians in second uh, just ahead of the Tigers in third, uh, and then the White Sox in fourth, right at or you know, a game or two off five hundred. Uh, and then the Twins and last. The, the Twins have a lot of interesting position players. Uh, if if their top young guys, you know, kind of break out, they could have a, a really good offense. But I look at their pitching and just can't fathom them contending. So uh, the Twins and last is the easiest part of the Central for me.
0: Mm-hmm. How about oh, you? Yeah,
1: what right. do you, what you? What are you going with for the Central?
0: Well, I just did sort of the homer pick, but I don't think it's a complete homer to say the Indians might win the division. Like I said, I think they're going to have high 80s, low 90s wins, and I think they'll just barely squeak over the Royals, so I'm going to have it too. Which, just like you said, um, I want to go with the projections, but there's something there that's working, and it's been working. I hope they're right this year. That'd be awesome if the Royals were what they have, like, barely at 500. But I think they'll be right behind the Indians if the Indians win the division. And then third is going to be the Tigers. I think they're going to be a little bit further behind. It's going to be more of, like, a 1A, 1B with the Royals, and then a little bit further down Tigers, and then right behind them, or a ways behind them. I don't even know if they get the 500 at the White Sox. To a lesser extent, I think they're going to be this year's Padres, and that they had a big flashy offseason, and it's going to be for nothing. I don't know if they're going to sell off like the Padres did midseason, but I think there's going to be a whole bunch of disappointment in Chicago. And then, like you said, the Twins. There's just too much... On Drake LaRoche, on.
1: it's going to be, well, not on Drake LaRoche. LaRoche. They're going to blame <laughs> on Kenny Williams for getting rid of Drake LaRoche. That's
0: because they're going to appear in Chicago leader.
1: if the White Sox don't finish above 500.
0: <laughs> How much do you want to bet that's going to happen towards the end of the year? Maybe not the players, but everyone in the stands is going to be joking about it. And I'm sure we'll see some kind of sign like bring Yeah, back... <laughs> And some of them won't
1: be joking about it. There's going to be people <laughs> who legitimately believe if the White Sox don't do well that the reason is that a 14
0: year old kid is not there.
1: Not even that his dad's not there. No one's going to think that missing Adam LaRoche is the problem. Let's think Adam LaRoche's son.
0: Your last year than Adam LaRoche.
1: Maybe Adam LaRoche stays retired, but mid-season they bring Drake back to the
0: clubhouse. (laughs) Adam Eaton just adopts him mid-season just so he can come back and be a leader. So, what do you have for the rest of? We'll just do all of them, all the AL and NL divisions. Who do you have as the winners?
1: Uh, Out west, man, the AL is. The AL is going to be really interesting this season. I think uh, there's no one, no one in the entire league feels like a great team to me. But there's there's only like three teams I can't really picture contending. Uh, out west, I'll say I'll say the Astros uh, win the division. I think a lot of people think they won the division last year, but the Rangers actually beat them out at the end. So I'll say this year uh, the Astros pull that out. Um, and I'll say that in the East, oh man, a lot of potentially good teams. I'll I'll go with the I'll go with the Blue Jays. I'm tempted to pick the Yankees because I hate them. And so by the same logic of picking the Royals and preparing myself for the worst, uh, but I'll go with the Blue Jays. If their offense stays healthy, they've got, I think, by far the best offense. Best group of position players because they've got some good defenders there too uh, in baseball, and their pitching's not fantastic. But I think a lot like last year, they can score enough runs that the pitching doesn't have to be fantastic. So I'll go Astros, Royals, and Blue Jays as my division winners.
0: You? So for me, completely different. Oh, wait, Astros. Well, okay, never mind. Yeah, you get three. So mine for the West, I'm going to have the Mariners. I'm going to say that. That whole thing they did is finally going to start clicking at some point. Robinson Cano is going to be Robinson Cano again, and that pitching staff is finally going to be amazing for a whole season, maybe. And I think that one's going to be close between them. I'm going to have the Rangers. We're going to get to the wild cards, but I have the Rangers in the wild card. I think the Astros are going to slip off a little bit. Maybe it's karma for Carlos Correa stealing the AL Rookie of the Year award. I don't know. Maybe. Just in my own little imagination. And then the AL East, um, that... Could be literally anybody, so I basically flipped a four-sided coin and came up with Red Sox. Um, like I said in a post I did today, I think that Corey Kluber against David Price could be a playoff preview, and I think we're going to see maybe the Indians, somebody playing the Red Sox in the playoffs. I don't know how far they'll actually get, but I see him at least winning the division. Close over the Yankees, um, Blue Jays, and basically everybody but the Orioles in that division, I think, is going to be really competitive. I guess you maybe the Orioles could, but I don't think they will be. But the Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox. See so you mentioned yeah. the White
1: Sox as this year's Padres. I think the Orioles are this year's Padres. They gave I mean Davis isn't new, he's an extension, but they gave Chris Davis a huge extension and they brought in a bunch of guys. Um,
0: yeah, I guess I, so. I didn't really just think about the Orioles. Like I don't I know, I guess they did have a pretty big offseason, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and it they've got, never got like come $150, $155 million payroll. And I know that's not as big as it was, you know, a decade ago, but it's still like eighth or ninth biggest payroll in baseball, and I feel like they're definitely going to finish in last place. Oh, yeah. Um, they're another team, I mean, sort of like the, the Twins, like their lineup could be really good. I think the Davis contract eventually works out poorly, but should work out well this year. But uh, Manny Machado would be a superstar uh, if there weren't Mike Trout and Bryce Harper you know if there weren't other super young guys who have been even better I think Machado's been probably like the most overlooked player that good that young uh, at least since I've been paying attention to baseball uh, but i the Orioles, Baldo Jimenez could be their opening day starter like there, <laughs> that's not a that's not a starting rotation that can win a, a division there's just no way
0: maybe five years ago that would have been a good opening day starter
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then, like I, 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 as an Indians fan, I have fond memories of how well he pitched in the second half uh, mm-hmm. in 2013. But that's like his only good half season in the last, you know, four years now. And and he might be the best that they've got. That's I don't know how you can spend 155 million dollars on your team and not have a better starting pitcher than Abaldo
0: Menes. And they're going to have Mark Trumbo in right or left field, which, I mean, the whole defense is going to be atrocious.
1: Yeah, and Pedro Alvarez, like, they've got a lot <laughs> of guys who can hit and not do much else. They're going to hit a lot of home runs, but unlike the Blue Jays, I don't feel like it's actually a great offense. It's going to be a, a lot of power, um, but a lot of power with terrible on-base percentage, so it's going to be a lot of solo home runs.
0: I think as um, a third party, they'll be fun to watch. Maybe not as an Orioles fan, but as someone with no dog in the race for most of their games, I'll probably like watching them.
1: Do you – so, which I was going to mention this a second ago. Do you – you know, obviously the Indians are your favorite team and presumably, like, any good baseball fan, you hate the Yankees. On <laughs> that, like, outside the AL Central, in the AL West or the AL East, like, is there a team you would like to see that win the division? Not that you're a fan of the team, but just, like, if you could choose who would win it, who you'd choose?
0: Hmm. I think probably the Mariners. That's probably part of the reason I chose them. See, me too, and I didn't pick them, but up, yeah.
1: pick the Mariners, I almost interrupted you say, that's what I'd like <laughs> to see win the West. Uh, yeah, I think they will. Maybe just because they haven't really done that much, and it's easier to sort of pull for a team you don't care about if they haven't been all that successful, but yeah, the Mariners would be my pick too. Yeah, and the I'm Blue the Jays in the East, wanted. mostly just because I dislike most of the other
0: teams for one reason <laughs> or another. Just kind of by default, you want them to win? I like the Red Sox, I think. Yeah. i, 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 really I, I used
1: things. to as like you were the yankees big rival and you know so the enemy <laughs> of my enemy that sort of thing if and you really I won the world series them. and i stopped liking them and then they won the world series again and beat the indians along the way and i started disliking them and then they won the world series again and i got completely sick of them <laughs> so i don't hate them the way i hate the yankees but i definitely don't need to see them in the postseason either
0: true so so you mentioned
1: the rangers are one of your wild cards who's your other al wild card
0: team Yankees, those are my two, Yankees and Rangers. Uh, If I had to pick one to have more wins, I guess I'd say I think the Yankees would finish more wins than the Rangers, but it's going to be close, and then um, somewhere behind the Yankees will be the Blue Jays, but I think it'll be those two. What about you?
1: Uh, I'll go Yankees and Red Sox one way or another, and I know it's difficult for one division to get both wildcard teams, but the NL Central did it last year, uh, so it certainly can be done. And man, whatever station is broadcasting the AL wildcard game is going to be excited if they get Yankees-Red Sox.
0: Can you imagine the obnoxious hype for just the second we know that matchup's coming? It'll be nothing yeah. but the best rivalry in sports. <laughs> <laughs> teams that haven't really cared for a decade almost.
1: Um, All right, let's West. jump over to the NL. Who do, you, who do you have winning the divisions in the NL?
0: So for me, in the NL West, I have the Dodgers. I think it's kind of the boring, obvious choice. I guess you could almost say the Giants, but I think the Dodgers are going to kind of steamroll that division. Um, NL East, maybe my upset pick is the Nationals over the Mets. In, is anybody else even competitive in that division? I don't think. But Nationals. And then NL Central, I have the Cardinals, actually, over even the Cubs and the Pirates. That's my big – I don't know what it is. Every year it seems like the Cardinals, I never pick them for anything, and they're always just the good, boring team that always happens to be there. So – I figure I'll pick them this year, maybe if they win, I can look right for once. <laughs> and then my wild cards I have the Cubs and the Mets. All right, which I don't think is that big of a surprise for either one of those. I was guess I would guess that most people have them probably winning the Central and the East, but those are my wild cards. What about you? I
1: think that most people have the Cubs and the Mets, uh, yeah. and I will. I am picking the Cubs to win the Central. I thought. I was going to be the one being hip and not picking the Mets by picking the Nationals instead, but <laughs> instead we both did that, which either means we're both hip or neither of us is hip. with <laughs> the Nationals. Uh, but I think the Mets are definitely the betting and projection-based favorite.
0: Uh, but I'll go the
1: Nationals, uh, the Cubs, and the Dodgers. So, uh, And then wild cards, I will go... I'll go the Mets for one, and my other one, I'll go, I'll say the Giants sneak in. So I'll, I'll go with the Giants and Mets for the wild card there.
0: That'd be a pretty interesting matchup, I think. Although it's one game, so that sucks. But I wouldn't mind that playoff landscape for the NL. The NL just is not that exciting, I don't think, compared to the AL where you could pick, like you said, almost any team. I think these are a little more obvious. We both pick small upsets with the Nationals, but then we put the Mets in the wild card anyway. I don't know how many combinations you can get here in the NL.
1: Yeah, exactly. In the American League, I feel like there's like a dozen teams with viable postseason chances, and there are zero teams that I think should feel particularly confident. Whereas the National League, there's only eight teams I can fathom making the postseason, Mm -hmm. um, other than the ones we already mentioned, (laughs) uh, the, the Pirates and Diamondbacks. Are the only other teams I can even picture making the postseason. And I'm not as high in the Diamondbacks as a lot of people seem to be. I'm not as impressed with their offseason as some
0: people. I think that's another um, nominee for the Padres Award this year. It's going to be the. Although they only really what, signed Granky and traded for Shelby Miller, but. Still, it's a pretty big offseason, I think, and it's gonna do nothing for them.
1: <laughs> I think they definitely upgraded. I just like when I look at their roster, top to bottom, I don't see them beating the Dodgers or Giants. But I mean, I'm wrong all the time about this sort of stuff, so we'll see. It'll probably be Padres and Twins in the World Series. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Of course, oh, that be- World Series That's to gross. finish
1: off what we think is going to happen with the teams. So we mentioned our playoff teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do you have winning the American League?
0: The American League, I have the Rangers. Actually, I didn't think far enough ahead to think they'd be playing, but I think they're going to sneak into the wild card, kind of take like the Royals route to the playoffs, and then they're going to get their, my little sneaky World Series pick. Who do you have?
1: All right. Uh, I will... I'm torn between two teams. I'll go with I'll go with the Blue Jays. I'll say their offense. I think they were the best team in the American League last year. And I'll say this year they get back and, and actually win. Uh, maybe even knocking off the Royals, who I wish they had beaten last year. <laughs> and in the National League, I'll... Like, everyone's picking the Cubs. Um, I'll... I'll double down on the Nationals. I'll say the Nationals not only win the division in something of a surprise. I'll say they then push through the postseason and win the NL pennant.
0: Well, that's not bad. I I had the Nationals for a little bit, but then I thought I was getting too crazy just picking a random team. But apparently, it would have worked. Would have matched yours. But I have the Cardinals <laughs> over the Rangers. I have a rematch of the what year was that when they played? I don't know. Rematch of some years, ago. I think. A little while ago. But the Cardinals won't have David Freeze this time. So maybe the Rangers will pull it out, but I think it's going to be the Cardinals over the Rangers for me. All
1: right, so you get Cardinals the over team. the Rangers. I'll yep. go. I'll go Nationals over the Blue Jays. Tripling <laughs> down and
0: <on> the Nationals. <laughs> wow! I don't
1: even know if tripling down is a thing.
0: <laughs> so both of us have. We both know that the AL is super competitive, but we both picked an NL team. <laughs> I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because the, the top of the NL teams are better. With merit,
0: really. So just pick a team. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Poor Mark Shapiro. I guess I don't want to say poor Mark Shapiro, but he's going to have to end up dismantling the team either way, I'm guessing, pretty soon here, even if they get to the World Series and the hate will just be non-ending if they don't get re signing Encarnacion and Jose Batista. It's kind of the same situation he came to the Indians with. He's going to be taking over a winning team, In your scenario, they get to the World Series, and then a couple years after, he's going to be seen responsible as just tearing the team apart. So, good luck over there.
1: I feel like the Blue Jays have more potential for being able to keep the team together than the
0: Indians. It hasn't sounded like it so far. Like, they're talking about letting a lot of people go.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're right. If it played out the same way, that would be sort of funny. If he left the Indians for another job where he just had to do the same thing all over again. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, so who so you have the Nationals, I have the Cardinals. Who do you have as your MVPs? Uh
1: in the National League, since I'm picking the Nationals, I might as well expect that Bryce Harper repeats as MVP. <laughs> yep. uh, I think, you know, he, he could be heading into a stretch where he wins 3 or 4 MVPs in, you know, a 7 or 8 year stretch. So I'll I'll, I'll pick him again. Is anybody uh, even close in the American think? League? Ooh. Um I think back on my postseason team since I feel like that's still kind of a draw for the MVP voters. Um, well, how about your NL MVP? And that'll, that'll allow me to stall and think up my AL MVP,
0: Bryce Harper. Okay, who's your AL MVP? <laughs> no, is I don't know if there's anybody, yeah, mine's Bryce Harper for the NL. I don't think there's anybody even <clears throat> close, really. Maybe.
1: You know, like, like he can obviously fall back a lot, but at his right, aid, but he be matches numbers from last year, but he can fall off by like 15% from what he did last year and probably still run away uh, with the MVP, especially if the Nationals do actually win their division. In uh, the AL, I feel like. Uh, all right, I'm going to say.
0: Go with you to my AL first.
1: No, because then if you pick <laughs> the same player, I feel like I'm copying you. Oh. <laughs> I've got the Blue Jays. I'll say that I'll go Josh Donaldson, who was their best player last year. I'll say he keeps it up, and uh, I'll go with Josh Donaldson.
0: So two repeats then, right? I think he was he was AL MVP, right? Oh, man, was he? Have I already I forgotten so. who the
1: AL MVP was last year? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure he won over Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, he beat Mike Trout. All right, no, hold on. I'm going to back off, and I'm not taking two repeats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Instead, then, how about... Why can I not think of good players in the American (laughs) League? I'm actually refusing to to pick Mike Trout for no real good reason. (laughs) Um, But he's so good that it's hard to feel like who's going to match what he could do. Um, How about... How about Carlos Correa? I'll say Carlos Correa. (laughs) I I got the Astros winning the division. I'll say he takes another step forward has a big year for a team that wins its division. Uh, I'll say Carlos Correa goes straight from Rookie of the Year to MVP.
0: Wow. I like that one. That's interesting. Mine's not interesting. I said Mike Trout. (laughs) I think he was close enough last year. I think he's going to do it again this year and he'll win it. If there was somebody else, I didn't even think of this before, but I saw Grant Brisby's uh, preview on SB Nation, and I I like the Manny Machado pick that he had. I don't think that's a yeah, like I said,
1: I mean Machado, he, I I feel like he does not get a ton of attention, uh, and I think that's just because we're in like this incredible time for extraordinarily good, really young players. Uh, for me, I just think the Orioles are going to be a last place team, and it's tough to win MVP from the last place team. Uh, but he's really good.
0: Yeah, I think the last spice thing will come in the factor, but maybe he'll be like this year is what Felix Hernandez was however many years ago when they started finally picking just the best player when he, um, he was way better than I think it was CC Sabathia, it was between him, it was a while ago, like 2012, but I think maybe this will be the year that they choose a great offensive player and a bad team just because he has the better statistics, which would be great, I think. I don't know if yeah, can maybe it yeah make
1: it I have no problem believing Machado would put up MVP numbers. Uh, no problem believing Mike Trout's gonna put up MVP numbers again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I'll go with Carlos Correa. Exciting. Yeah,
0: can't go Two wrong Francis with exciting. Indoor, but still out.
1: somehow MVP.
0: <laughs> so who do you have as your Cy Youngs?
1: You got a uh, all right. These I actually thought about ahead of time, which I should have done with the MVP. Uh, NL Cy Young, I'm going to go with uh, Garrett Cole of the Pirates, and something of a surprise. I feel like he's been uh, really good the last couple of years, and I don't know. In recent years, I mean, even including Corey Kluber in this, I feel like a lot of, mostly in the American League, because Clayton Kershaw just keeps dominating in the NL. Uh, But I feel like a lot of Cy Young winners have just had, like, big, you know, breakouts, and uh, Garrett Cole was fantastic last season, but the the Dodgers pair and then Jake Arrieta and the Cubs were so good that Cole sort of got overlooked. Um, But I'll say this year those other guys come back down a little bit, uh, and he has another season like he had last year, and and, and in kind of this year's big surprise award winner. So I'll say Garrett Cole for the Pirates. Uh, And in the American League – I pick, which uh, is not really what I want to see happen because I already talked about how I don't like them. Um, But I think David Price, the big free agent signing for the Red Sox, I think he wins himself another signing this year.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't notice before that last year was like before I wrote something today that David's Price best season was last season. That was a good year to be great <laughs> to get that huge contract. That'd be pretty interesting to see him do that again at however old he is. He's got to be over 30 by now, but that'd be interesting to see see him win a Cy Young now. Um, so mine I'm going to have in the NL. I have Jake Arrieta. I don't think the Cubs are going to be – they're going to be quote-unquote a disappointment. Like I said, I have him as a wild-card team. But I think Arrieta is going to put up Cy Young numbers enough to carry him through uh, to get to that wild-card spot. And then in the AL – I'll just go straight homer pick and say Corey Kluber. He'll right. have another great season. If I have to pick somebody else, I guess. I didn't even think of David Price well. Wow. But I was going to have Chris Sale as my 1B as the other one who can make it. If he can get over the loss of Drake. Chris Sale yeah, one was, of those was,
1: was my 1B
0: as well. Was he? Uh, I don't think picking was, Corey Kluber is too out there and too homerish. I think he could win it
1: no i mean he's he's won one before there's and he in a lot of ways wasn't much worse last year if you I mean look at his record he looks like he's a lot worse but we know both know better than that
0: and he's gonna have a full season of francisco lindor and should be a much better defense behind him
1: no that's true uh and just law of averages some of like the bad luck outside of fielding should be better for him this year too uh but yes, yeah, so I'm picking Price. But Chris Sale, I feel like, I mean, he's not underrated. I think everyone who pays attention knows he's really good. But I think he's finished in the top five of the Cy Young voting like four years in a row now. <laughs> uh, last year was, you know, in in some ways the, the worst season he's had if you look at like ERA and things like that. But then he led the league in FIP. Uh, I don't know how much you've watched Chris Sale. Living in Chicago, I end up, you know, seeing. a Kind of more White Sox than any non-Indians team, maybe. I don't know why I have MLB TV. I don't know why I'm just, like, on cable lazily. <laughs> it's just, <I> just easier. <laughs> but Chris Sale, like, I mean, he's so lanky. He looks like his body is going to fly apart on every pitch. I keep sort of expecting he's going to blow his arm out, uh, but he doesn't. And he's been so good. And he's been arguably, I think probably, the American League's best pitcher over, like, the last, you know, five years or since whenever he came up. And I don't feel like he gets quite that level of attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he gets quite a bit of attention, but maybe not like what he should. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see him win the Scion. So anything else predictions you want to bring up before we go on to Twitter questions?
1: I'm not willing to wade into manager of the year. So I think oh, MVP
0: side Twitter <laughs> should cover it. And I mean, rookie is just a coin toss anyway.
1: Yeah. They're like a weird like who is even going to get called up and all that sort of stuff. So yeah.
0: Great actually yeah. had Bradley. I'm going to
1: punt on on rookie and executive of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Groundskeeper of the year. Yeah, although for that what one it's Grant just most, haven't great had Bradley for, Zimmer yeah. as his uh you know, rookie of the year. So that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, that that's I saw that too. That's bold.
0: <laughs> I know. Took to a bunch of playing time for it, that. but Yeah. Okay, so we're a little crunched on time, so we're just going to do one bigger question then and one which should be a very quick answer. So the first one comes from APV2600 on Twitter. He asked, what's more likely with Bauer, the McAllister route or the Carrasco route, or is he just his own creation? You want to take this one?
1: Uh, sure, and APV2600, I'm 99% certain is... Uh, is- LGT's own Adam, who's like a Mount Rushmore of the site figure. (laughs) Um, And as usual, he's come up with a good question. I assume by the McAllister route, he just means he moves into the bullpen and then he does well in the bullpen and then just stays in the bullpen. Whereas the Carrasco route is he moves into the bullpen, does well in the bullpen, and then moves back to the starting rotation. Um, Of those two options, I feel like Trevor Bauer is going to be starting again. Um, I'm not 100% convinced he's going to be starting again for the Indians. I Ooh. could see him getting traded at some point this season. Uh, I feel like he's, uh, you know, the, the Indians I think are potentially, not potentially, I think are probably going to need another outfield bat at some point, uh, and moving one of their starters I think becomes a lot more likely if Cody Anderson really has made adjustments uh, and has become someone who can actually sustain the kind of success he had last year. So I think we'll see Bauer starting again. I think we'll see him start for the Indians again. Um, But I think, you know, his sort of eventual landing spot could be someone else's starting rotation.
0: Yeah. And I think comparing Bauer to the two players, he's got like, if you look at McAllister, he's moved to the bullpen because he only had like a fastball and that was it. That was all that was effective. And the, second third time to the lineup he would get pounded but with Carrasco it's kind of the same thing as Salazar he has a few pitches he just didn't control them right he's quote unquote a head case so I think there's a chance he'll take the exact same route he'll go in the bullpen kind of focus down what pitches he uses and gets better at him comes back probably not as good as Carrasco I wouldn't think but I would see that route as being more likely than McAllister although he is a bit of his own creation like Adam said he's his own little thing Trevor Bauer but yeah so, the last question, which should be very easy, I would think. Would you ever consider re-signing Nick Swisher since he's been released by the Braves? Because I don't know if you saw that, but our favorite bro is no longer has a team right now. Would you re-sign him to the Indians?
1: I did see that, and no, I would not <laughs> ever consider re-signing Nick you Swisher. You would be
0: surprised how many people want that to happen.
1: I wouldn't if Nick Swisher offered to give back half of the money he was owed, I still wouldn't do it. Um, And and I don't want to... I mean, that sounds probably overly harsh. Um, I don't have, like, sort of the bitter hatred for Swisher that a lot of Indians fans do. Um, But I'm very content with the Swisher era being something of the past. And even with the Indians... You know, weird looking outfield situation for the time being, Nick Swisher is in no way, shape, or form the solution to that, and I want
0: nothing to do with a reunion. Yeah, that's the big thing. He's not an outfielder anymore. He's a first base DH, and we have those. No. Just no. <laughs> I wouldn't even bring him back as a color guy. I don't think... I don't know if I would stand him for 162 games in the booth. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I mean just that much energy for that many games, I don't know if I can take it.
1: <laughs> well, fortunately, I don't think he spent enough time with with the team to to win over enough fans to get the announcing job.
0: We can only hope. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he'll land somewhere soon. Somebody's going to need a DH. Either it was just a minor league deal and bring him up. Okay,
1: yeah, just not the Indians. I don't need Jova.
0: Jova <laughs> and Nick Swisher on the Nick Swisher on
1: the roster. That's that's too much.
0: We're going to slowly recreate the 2000. 2000- Nine Yankees for you.
1: <laughs> World series, okay. when you put it that way.
0: But No, it's gonna be them, but six years later, so maybe not quite the World Series win. <laughs> so do you have anything else?
1: No. The next time we talk though, we'll have actual games to to discuss and and, and over analyze and oh my god, he's on pace for three hundred and 24 home runs and that sort of stuff, which is always fun. Now, I'm really excited to have actual baseball to watch. I wish I could completely clear my day on Monday. Unfortunately, I can't. Um, but as soon as I can park myself in front of a TV for the rest of the day, I'm excited to be doing that.
0: For sure. Just don't forget your MLB subscription before then. That would be kind of tragic. I won't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like you said, we'll have baseball to watch, and I think that's pretty much it. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Oh,